Hey Slingers, welcome back to another week of the Word Slinger Podcast. And today we're talking to Michael Evans. You're going to dig this interview. Stick around and we'll get right to it. It's the Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand. Write your book. Redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional... Kevin Tomlinson, the Word Slinger. Word Slinger. Well, I am Kevin Tomlinson, the Word Slinger. I'm so happy you're here for another week of the Word Slinger podcast. We're going to switch things up this week. Uh, and you may have already noticed because if things go according to plan, there was already a Word Slinger podcast episode this week, and it didn't have uh, an interview. So uh, that's the plan, at least. So um, we're going to give this a shot today, and I'll talk about that in a second, but today we're going to talk to Michael Evans, uh, and he is, well, among other things, he's going to make you feel really old. (laughs) He made me feel really old. He's a young kid who is uh, killing it. He's just crushing it as an indie author, um, doing some things uh, that I just find remarkable for someone his age, but, uh, you know, in general, if this, no matter what age, Michael was. I think uh, he's doing some remarkable work. So I'm excited to get into that interview. And it just, it, it's a lesson. It's a lesson we can all take with us. It shows us that it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, what race you are, what gender you are, uh, what your sexual preference is. None of that stuff matters. If you want a career as an indie author, you can crush it and make it happen. It's all about deciding and taking action. Uh, that's that's the kind of thing we're going to get into with Michael in this interview. So uh, with that said, before we jump in, I just want to say I hope you got a chance to um, my plan. And I'm going to just assume I followed through on this plan. Uh, but my plan was to start splitting up the Wordslinger podcast episodes. So if you're listening to this interview and uh, you haven't heard the uh, the solo, no interview version uh, from earlier in the week. Uh, go back and check that out because uh, what we've got going on now is I, I decided, you know, the show was getting to be over an hour long with the interview and with me, uh, you know, gabbing for 30 minutes. Uh, and I, I kind of got a, uh, a hint from some folks that, you know, there are some folks who like the interview and don't care for the afterward and some folks who dig the afterward and don't care for the interview. So we're going to split that up for a little bit and see how it works out and try going for uh, two shows a week. Right now, as you are listening and or watching this, uh, listening to and or watching this, I, I should be in uh, St. Louis at the Cat Writers Convention. Shout out to all my cat writers out there. Uh, and uh, I'm talking about D2D and talking about other stuff that, while I'm at that show. Um, so, and uh, it should still be going on when this episode goes live. So if you are in the St. Louis area and you happen to be at the show, uh, stop by, say hi, uh, introduce yourself. I'd love to meet you. And uh, other than that, let's get right into this energetic, high power, high profile interview with my new good friend, Michael Evans. I'll see you on the other side. Hey, everybody. Uh, Okay, I'm very excited about this interview, actually. Um, For one, it was uh, this today's guest was recommended to me by uh, Melinda Hammond, who you'll hear on this show eventually, but I've been on her show a few times, uh, writing, writing from the road, I believe, or writing on the road. I always 
Yes, right on the road. Riding on the road. So I'm talking to, you heard his voice there uh, on the audio feed, but I'm talking to Michael Evans. And uh, this, this guy is, uh, he's a young adult post-apocalyptic thriller writer. Uh, he's got several books out there that all look intriguing. I haven't had a chance to read them yet. Michael, I'm sorry, I'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> but this all came together very fast. But I'm real happy to have you on the show. Welcome, welcome on the Words Center podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So um, I've got to say, Michael, first of all, and I, I said this before the show started, but I really feel like I, I need to kind of call it out because you are officially the youngest guest I've ever had on the show. Um, I'll let you reveal what your age is if you feel like it. But uh, you are officially the youngest guest on the show. You're actually still in high school right now? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm a senior in high school. Um, and I'll be taking a gap year next year to focus on writing, which we can get into that. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's, um, I'm a senior right now. And I am 17 years old. But with me and writing age is kind of a thing for me that yeah. um, a lot of authors tend to be a little bit older than me. But at the same time, a great story is a great story. And for me, right. I focus on the storytelling with my books. That's absolutely right, man. Um, I have to also give you give you props because you're the first official guest who actually filled out my intake form completely. Uh, no one does that. So <laughs> you even filled in the parts that you didn't have answers for. Uh, so that's uh, that's remarkable. Thank you for that. Um, well, and uh, we're not gonna harp on your on your age at all, really, because I I am I'm I'm really impressed by the fact that you're doing this. At your age, I was writing stories and writing books, but had no real idea how to get published or anything. So it's, it's remarkable that you've done this, uh, but it's also sort of a product for our times, right? You're, you're using the tools that exactly. are out those same tools I'm using. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, I guess the great part about the internet is it democratizes all, um, anyone starting any sort of business, not just with writing, but um, you could sell any product. Like, I mean, with, there's people drop shipping on eBay, making really great profits doing that but for me my love is books and in writing it's always been that so i guess to learn that i could have my own business online um at least based online um all of us do in-person events too but um and be able to sell books like that and be able to get my stories out in the world in a way that's relatively easy is mm -hmm. awesome i don't want to like diminish the accomplishment all of us who've had published books out there certainly not the easiest thing in the world to do especially professionally but the fact that it's possible to do um is awesome yeah i'm forever thankful for being able to use the internet in a positive way like that what got you to this where'd you uh what what got you to even start this what was your the first time you considered this for me um i had always been writing just always and i think it was after i had written two books in the control freak series which was i'm gonna say it was part way through my freshman year of high school so like about two years ago I started seriously thinking about looking into getting my books published. Um, I want to get them out in the world. And I, I mean, when you look up online, the first thing you think of like, is like, Oh, how do you get your book published by random house? So like all the books, you know, that I would think the big five. And I looked it up and I queried like 15 agents and heard back from like two of like a no, and didn't even hear back from the other ones. And at that point I only did 15 and it was like really put together um, like quickly. And I, thought about it during it. And I'm like, I don't want to do that route at all. It never interested me. And for me being an author, being a writer is something I've always wanted to be, but being a storyteller for career seems something to me that like, it wasn't uh, exciting enough in a way. Um, it's yeah. hard to 
competitive being a storyteller. I'm a competitive person. It's hard to get competitive and really be like, what are my results going to be when you're just writing and putting a book and giving it to someone else to put out there. But for me, um, being an indie author allowed me to take control and allowed um, me to have my own product and my own business. So it was something that I naturally chose to do. And um, I listened to um, actually self-publishing podcasts. I listened to a Mark Dawson self-publishing formula. And I listened to, I always forget the name of their podcast, uh, Smarter Artists um, podcast with um, the three guys, uh, yeah. Johnny True and David. Yeah, I, yeah. they're, they're great. I listen to all of them. Yeah. 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 They're great. I listened to all of them and I, I realized pretty quickly that I was going to have to have um, some money to be able to get this started. And um, I, I wasn't willing to do it unprofessionally. I knew if I was going to do it, I was going to put my best foot forward, which is how I always try to do with everything in my life. And I was committed to this and still am. And um, I worked at a resort near my house because I live um, in Charleston. So I, I worked there for the summer and saved up pretty much every penny to be able to get the first book out there. And um, since then have learned a lot more um, about getting a product out there professionally, but in a cost efficient way, um, yeah. decrease my cost by like a third that I did. I spent about like $3,000 to get the first book published, but then I've spent a thousand dollars for the books after that. Um, so it was really great to learn for me how to like cut costs, but still keep a high quality product out there. And, uh, yeah, that's how I got it all started. And it was really fun to be able to have it really be something that felt solely my own and something that I'm still growing today, like all of us. Yeah. So that, I mean, that prompts me to ask, because I know my audience is thinking this, like, are you, um, you know, genetically altered or something? Are you, <laughs> do you have like a mutant chromosome or something? Because you are doing stuff that uh, I think most people think they couldn't have even done at 17 years old, man. No, no, even, I, not even no. thought about half the stuff you just said, honestly. I know, I know full grown adults who aren't thinking the way you're thinking about this business. I think, um, I think actually why I hope people come away with this is to start thinking about writing more along those lines and their storytelling, all their passions. Like um, I, I think I have other passions in life besides writing, although writing's the principal one, the one that I love the most but to pursue your passions in that way. Cause I mean, for me, we're on this planet for a limited period of time, that's for sure. And um, with my life, I try to live boundlessly in that. I have this whole boundless mindset that I approach to my life and my business. And um, living boundlessly means trying to have a, um, viewing that the obstacles in front of you, as long as we're together in it, um, are not there. That the future can be limitless as long as we believe that and work towards it. And um, my motto that I like to live by is together we are boundless. And that's why like as a community of indie authors, we can really do anything. And right now we're upheavaling the traditional publishing industry in large ways, which is really cool. But for me, since I've always attacked life with that mindset, um, it was just natural for me to view my, my goals and my dreams and really trying to pursue my happiness. And for most people, we all get happiness from making the people around us happy. And for most writers, that's telling stories that make people happy. And for me, um, this was the way to do it and get it out there. And um, age has never been a thing for me. Um, time has never even been a thing for me because I always know that no matter what's going on in my life, how busy I am with school, sports, extracurricular activities, it's all about if this, if I truly love this, I'm going to make sacrifices in order to be able to pursue this. And I did that. And um, along with many, many other people. And I'd, I'd recommend if people are struggling to find time to try and scale up their business, write more, 
um, market more, to reevaluate their life as I did um, about a year and a half ago now. And I really tried to prioritize what was important to me, um, what made me happy, um, and what would be best for both my short-term growth as a person and my long-term growth. And um, for me, that was really making decisions that focused more on writing. And for me, that ultimately led to me taking a couple extra classes in school to be able to graduate a year early to hopefully then take a gap year, which I've done. So next year, I'll be able to have a full year to write full time um, before um, I go to college, which is something to me that was really important. And I guess something due to me having an advantage with like age on that regard and having more flexibility was an opportunity I had to take. But I think we all in our own lives have unique things about us and unique things in our circumstances and situation that we can um, leverage to help us um, really further our own business and our passion. And I did that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, okay, this boundless concept that you've you've adopted. What's, uh, what's the origin of that? Did you create this on your own? Cause you're going to yeah, make yeah. me very sad. You have, of course you yeah. have. Yeah. It's my, it's my, it's my, um, <laughs> it's something during uh, my gap year, I'll actually be doing hopefully like a weekly, well, I am, I'll be doing a weekly YouTube thing and about trying to adopt more of a boundless mindset, more directed yeah. toward teens because I find that, um, in, in this world, like we're especially, I mean, we both can speak to this in America. We're so divided, divided on where we see our future headed, what we want in this moment. And to me, being boundless encapsulates one, putting both your own personal growth and happiness first, because I see adults and kids can get caught up in, um, I won't curse in this podcast, BS. Certainly that's the best word I can use for it. Like we're right. on our phones, looking at social media, but not social media for business purposes. But I'm talking about just scrolling mindlessly through memes and, you know, just ads, stupid, stupid stuff that doesn't do anything to better ourselves as people for hours a day. We'll be watching TV, but to watch TV is a great, you know, it's a great thing to do for maybe an hour a day, but to binge watch Netflix for a couple hours, like that's a waste to, um, there's so many different things that we do that waste time in a day and that get us caught up in the stuff in life that to me um, doesn't truly matter. I'm not going to be one to tell anyone what truly matters to them. We all have different passions and different things that matter to us. But um, a lot of what the world is designed is to make money off of us taking our time away from us. And I think um, that's also created a huge divide in this country as well. And um, for me, being boundless is one, recognizing um, the obstacles that are put in front of us, um, realizing that you can overcome them and then realizing that together, all our dreams, all our goals are possible. Um, and if we all, this whole world was working towards the same thing, anything could happen. That's true. And that's why like the whole alien invasion thing, aliens invade, we're, we're going to conquer them. And for me, together, we are boundless is just kind of a, a call out for um, remembering that at the end of the day, we all have the same goals to be loved, to love others be happy and give others happiness too. We really, 99.9% of people do want to do that in their own way. And if we just get back to that at the core of it, um, I think that would make life as authors more productive. It would make us have more purposeful businesses. It would make us have brands that sell, um, sell books more, but sell all products more because it's giving real meaning behind what we're doing. And um, it's also making our own personal relationships in our life, I think a lot more meaningful and also um, less conflict in it because at the end of the day, um, we really are just in this together. And that's why I like to say together we are boundless. That's fantastic, man. What do, what do you plan to go to college for, by the way? Um, I want to major in marketing. 
and um, physics with computational neuroscience because I love brain computer interfaces. I tell you, dude, if I were writing a character like you, people would accuse me of, of just writing off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> uh, you are, you are unreal. Um, so, cause that's exactly what I thought you were going to say, by the way, you definitely have that mindset. So, so let's talk about marketing. Cause you're, you are, uh, by the way, I happen to think that right now you've engaged in a career that is probably the best marketing training you're ever going to get. I worked in marketing for years before I became an author. And I think I learned 99% of what I know about marketing after becoming an author. Oh, wow. So I think that yeah. you uh, are in the right uh, career path. So what, uh, what do you do to market your work? Um, for me, um, I do use uh, AMS ads and Facebook ads, which I've definitely found success in, especially um, I think Amazon ads for me have worked the best. Um, yeah. I have Kindle Unlimited, so that helps. Um, well, I mean, it helps get more page reads because people in Kindle Unlimited will be looking at it. And I think... Yeah. Uh, for me though, oh, I've done a lot of newsletter ads as well. Those are like paid advertisements. And um, that's all advice that we've probably heard before. And certainly there's other people that could give way more robust advice than AMS ads. But for me, something that I focus on that's um, maybe a little bit more unique that I'd like to talk about um, is I have been trying to build more of a brand focus, not on my books, but on as me as a person. And when I go to, I mean, again, I'm in the beginning stages of this and I'll be building this throughout the next years, my entire life, but yeah. I'm trying to build a personal brand and develop that brand that sells my me first before my books, because, um, it's easy. It's, it's easy once someone falls in love with the author, mm -hmm. to get them to read all of their books, but even beyond that, to get them to read all their mediums of storytelling. Cause I believe is 21st century storytellers, um, Film and TV are going to become much more important. Um, there's going to be, I think there's going to be really interesting things coming with AI and audiobooks, and especially um, right. actually with your company, um, Draft Digital, Find Away Voices is doing some really cool things with Chirp and um, BookBub, like really cool things. Um, yeah. That that's changing the game. Where there's going to be so many books out there that it's going to be hard to just differentiate yourself with. Um, what book is better than another book? Because um, at the end of the day, most books fall into similar tropes and similar genres and there's unbelievable storytelling, but no one's going to know that until they try reading it. But yeah. if you sell yourself and get someone interested in yourself in a short period of time, then it is to get them interested in a book. You can captivate someone into your personality and your life in a minute. Um, whereas it takes at least 10 pages, if you're a really good author, to get them captivated into a book. And 10 pages is 10 minutes. And that attention span is a lot um, it's a lot more difficult to do. And even then, um, there's plenty of series I've read where I've loved that series by the author, but have not gone on to read all the other books by the author. Stephen King would be the one author who I would like to read all his books one day. Um, I think he's fantastic. But um, I think if you get them to sell them on the person first and the message that um, you'll really be able to do cool things with that. And for me, it's trying to make social media, and I especially use Instagram um, and we'll be getting into YouTube. Um, using it more to share more things about me and being open and just kind of more conversational in it and not really selling my books on there, more selling me and get them interested in me. Um, and that's what I use it for. I don't use it for trying to uh, not like a salesy push, which I see a lot of authors doing. Um, right. And I, I think uh, that's ineffective marketing that we should get away from. And um, AMS and Facebook ads should be what we use for selling our books 
and selling ourselves should be what we use social media for. That's just my recommendation. Man, I, uh, I agree with every single syllable of what just came out of your mouth, man. Uh, it's, it's, that's exactly the philosophy that I push on people that I try to push on myself. I fall short uh, pretty often, but that idea of building yourself as a brand, that's really what the, the big names that we know when we think of an author's name, that's what they've done. Uh, Stephen King, exactly. he is a brand into himself. The guy has written uh, all sorts of different genres besides horror and suspense. Yeah. People love to read his stuff. He's re- he wrote an entire fantasy series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever he feels like, which is the greatest privilege as a writer to be able to have that creative freedom. And I think as long as it, it being an author, like a storyteller, as long as the story in a way reflects you and your brand, it's hard to, I think it would be impossible to not write a story that somehow doesn't reflect you in some way. As long as you get people interested in you, they should be interested in your stories. And yeah. I think we like to, especially in the social media world, we like to, since we're seeing so much of other people and the best of them, and it's often fake, but they, they'll put out, um, you know, they'll, people will falsely um, say things about them and um, will make like, I see so many pictures of like, oh, the beautiful day at the beach or like, um, we have like, th- this is all the money we have and this is our big house. And you'll feel like you can never be as interesting as them. You'll never be enough. That's definitely not true because we are all, like each and every one of us as people are supremely interesting as long as we can one recognize who we are as people and be comfortable with that first. We have to be comfortable and confident with our own selves to be able to then put that out there fearlessly, boundlessly, really. Um, we have to realize that um, we want everyone to be able to see us for who we really are and for who we truly are in a world on social media, especially and on the internet, um, where we increasingly all are living more and more time that is full of um, things that are not true and um, are really, I think, destructive at times, Um, especially when you see um, people trying to pretend to be things online that they aren't. Um, And you see that from really funny stories that happen on dating apps, not funny to the people who are victims of it, but I I find it kind of funny when like, (laughs) see the picture of the guy who's like, he looks like he's like 20 and like, you know, some soccer player and he's really just, you know, some six year old dude shows up like that type of stuff. It's never that extreme, but, um, but we, I mean, it is that extreme in some cases, but we see a lot more um, people trying to be something they aren't to try and impress their audience. But in the end, they're just falling into marketing tropes in itself and personality tropes. Like, and I think when we market ourselves and try and build our own personal brand, um, we have to really hold ourselves to our own unique ideals and right. I am promote them and be um, really don't try and be unique, but try to be yourself. And I think that's the hardest thing to do. And I think being in high school now has taught me um, how to do that better than I think I could ever imagine. But um, I think that's that kind of that old high school lesson of like, it's hard to know how to be yourself and coming out of your shell is something that like, I think we all need to learn because I think part of us never grows out of that. Right. Yeah, man. No, I, I, I still deal with that. I feel like I'm probably pretty good at being me, but uh, I still, I still hide in the shell every now and then. So it's, it's, it's a good reminder. So uh, now you are, <laughs> man, uh, I'm going to assume, no, I'm not going to assume I'm going to ask you because you're here in front of me. Um, you, you had said that you were working for a while at like a country club or uh, did I get that right? Or did yeah. I? Okay, yeah. so you're, you're no longer doing that, I assume, right? 
I actually um I do I do serve there every once in a while. I do weddings there, but okay. It, yeah, it's a sporadic thing. Are you you don't have to give me any numbers at all, but are you making enough from uh book sales right now that it would that it's more than what you were making at the country club? Um it's about if I was working full time over the summer, my first job there, mm -hmm. um, I get I've gotten a better job now, but my first job there, it's about equivalent to what I was making. And I've published my first, I published the first three books in the series four or five months ago now. So okay. um, I've, it, it's, it's growing at a, the rate I thought it would, at what I expected it would, because I expected that to happen. This is uh, the reason I'm, I'm coming around on this. And I have a good friend of mine, uh, Ernest Dempsey, who's another thriller author just like me, his nephew, he and his nephew co-authored some stuff together. That's his nephew's uh, after school job. You yeah. Know, that's the job that's putting money in the account that's going to pay for college so that he doesn't have to do a student loan or uh, even worry about grants even. He's just going to yeah. pay for classes outright. Um, I so think that, that is, yeah, that's, but see, good for you, man. Because yeah, like yeah. you've done something remarkable. I tell people about this all the time. Now I've got somebody I can point to that's actually done it. This is something I say publicly that it's better for you to, uh, rather than go take a job at McDonald's, I hate harping on McDonald's people. The whole point is you're out there doing something, right? Right, but yeah, yeah. Rather than work for someone else, make the multi-billion dollar company more money, and you know, and you are going nowhere in that company, really. No, uh, no. You own your career, and you exactly. own. Uh, you can walk away from it at any time and take any other job you ever want. So it's not hurting you at all, and in fact, oh, yeah. enriching you and making you more valuable as an employee if you decide to work for someone else. So, kudos to you, man. I think that's, that's always good. that's always how I viewed it too. And I mean, I think the toughest thing about it is like we to get it started, you work so long for free because yeah. to get. X number of books out there. And really even that first book, it's hundreds of hours for free where I think it's a lot of people, it's easier just to think about, well, if I picked up a couple extra shifts a week at my job or, um, right. you know, got a second job part-time, um, I'd be making a lot more money during that period. And, um, that's true during that initial period you would, but I think, um, with me even like the money that I make today, the money that I make tomorrow, it's only going to keep getting more if you do right. it which is what I'm planning on doing. And this business compounds and, and exactly. it does it pretty quickly. Like you're, you're creating a body of work uh, and my apologies to uh, Strunk and White, but you're creating a body of work uh, that is, uh, it's not, the income doesn't die after each book is released. Like you're, it's not the hours you're putting in uh, that are earning you the dollars. It's the hours you've already put in. So exactly. I, I think that's a, uh, I think that's fantastic, man. Yeah, and I think for <laughs> a lot of authors too, like to think when I think about too is thinking beyond just even books, but thinking yeah. about like um, like one big project that I'm going to be doing during my gap year is um, learning how to design clothes, um, and that's something that if you're having your own personal brand, um, you can sell more than just books. Right. Have it relate. It could even again, we all have stories that um, we write with characters and worlds in it that you can be selling products related to that world, but you can also be um, selling products related to your own personal brand too, as a separate thing, but something that your fans would be interested in buying to expand your business beyond just even, you know, the 
book mediums like ebooks, um, audiobooks, and print books, but even going further into that, um, how can you still um, get your fans to like your message and like you yeah. um, and buy, buy something else from you? Like, how can you grow your business to get multiple in income streams? And that's something I've been thinking a lot about too, is um, being more than just an author, but um, trying to build the business um, so that it can have multiple streams of income that hopefully all are stable and can compound on each other. Yeah. Fantastic. I was working at Subway after high school. Uh, <laughs> so I think, I think you're doing pretty all right, man. Um, all right. Well, look, we're coming up on time and uh, every, you know, I want to get to, I want to actually uh, make sure we mention where to find you, where to find your work online. Your series is, is uh, what's the name of the series? The Control Freak series. It's Control Freak series with a Z. Um, I did the Z because, to be honest, it felt funky and it sticks out to the eye. So yeah, it's got that YA feel to it. It does. It does. Are you looking to do? Uh, I'm not encouraging you in this, but I'm I'm curious. Is your plan as an author? Um, are you? Do you think you're going to always write the YA post-apocalyptic stuff, or do you have designers to write? Cause you're building yourself as the brand. Uh, I would assume yeah. you've got plans beyond just the YA stuff. Yes. Right now I'm working on a series that's more, it's not, it's more of a new adult to adult. I, I'm using new adult cause it's really, um, it's with a yeah. 20 year old character. So I guess it would fit the new adult genre um, called the conspiracy chronicles and it's a techno thriller series. Um, so it's, it's kind of out of the post-apocalyptic YA stuff. It's um, the first book will be called dead wave. Um, and those, hopefully I release, trying to release five books in that series next year, rapid release it. Um, and then I have a, a contemporary series that I am um, have outlined and will be writing after I um, at least finish a couple books in Conspiracy Chronicles series. And that's not even YA, it's more of something meant for TV that, I'm, um, that I think I'll be writing as a book, but would love to explore film options too. And I think that's something a lot of authors are thinking about yeah. that I'll certainly be trying to explore with that. So for me, I'm kind of just um, writing the stories that speak to me um, and still keeping in mind the market and knowing that there's a, a niche and that there is a market for each book I write, but knowing that uh, I can still reach them and not be chained by one genre. Right. I, I, I love it. I think that's exactly the right plan. Um, I'm a little envious of uh, the head start that you have, man. But I'm, I think you're absolutely on the right track with everything you're doing. So keep that up, man. <laughs> well, to anyone listening to, I mean, uh, for me, it is a. It's I, I'm I'm younger than maybe a, a, a lot of the listeners, but at the same time, um, we all are at the same moment in time on this internet. We're all in the same place in terms of the opportunities out there. The opportunities. Yeah. That for everyone and right, man. opportunities to sell sell books to any reader in the world, never mind even English speaking, but in the coming years, um, I believe that, I mean, there's whispers that Michael Anderley was working with the company on this, that there's gonna be AI software that's gonna be able to automatically tra translate books coming out for authors in the near future. And uh, there's lots of things that are gonna change the game and all those opportunities are for everyone. So 
I say we're all ahead of the game just by listening to a podcast like this. I mean, your, your podcast, the Words Linger podcast, I can't even explain the amount of information that you have in there and with everyone listening to all these guests and being able to get different perspectives and what's going on in the industry and how to build your business. I mean, that's what you got to do every day because that's how you get ahead. And um, uh, yeah, we're, we're all doing that. Yeah. And this is a great community for that. I mean, you know, it's a fa- hey, yeah, I, I'm, I'm blown away. So here, here's what we're going to do. Uh, tell everybody where, where they can find you online uh, and follow you as a brand. Where can people find you? Um, M Evans Inc. So um, Evans, M Evans Inc. is my platform across everything. It's M-E-V-A-N-S-I-N-K-E-D. Um, like, you know, writer inked. Um, and uh, you, my, my website's mevansinc.com. And that's my social media handles for uh, both Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, but I'm really more active on Instagram because um, that's where my target audience is. And I think for, for me, I found it overwhelming to do three social medias. Um, I think for yeah. authors, I'd encourage to focus in on one and uh, just try and hit it and build an audience on there. Um, and yeah, for me, the bookstagram community with um, all the book bloggers and stuff, they've been great to reach out to. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find me and you can find my books there as well. I'm terrible with Instagram, but I'm going to follow you anyway. And uh, maybe you can give me pointers. Um, I don't know I why. Instagram, Instagram is great. Instagram's, I think, where at least anyone under 20, like, like kids don't even use Facebook anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, Instagram's owned by Facebook, so no one's, we're, the company will be all right. But um, <laughs> Instagram itself, that platform certainly has a lot of growth. Maybe it's just I'm old. Maybe that's what it is. I'm on Facebook. Facebook seems to be where everybody I, I want to deal with hangs out. But I should give Instagram a fair shake. There's I, uh, not a lot of authors on it, but there's a whole Bookstagram community of people taking pictures of books. Bookstagram. Cool. It's really artsy. Um, and uh, Instagram, I find, is the, mo- the easiest way to get book reviews for me. I get um, I've contacted most of the people who've reviewed my books have been through Instagram. I, um, use their emails right in their bio for people and you just search up specific hashtags, um, similar to other social media platforms, but I just find Instagram to be really convenient for that. And I recommend anyone to do that. Um, a lot of these people don't get too much requests either. So it's easier to, um, really for your genre specific hashtags to find people willing and to read and promote your books. And I mean, if anyone has a street team, I have a street team, the boundless bunch, um, uh, to recruit people for that. And even beta readers too. Street team. I have a street team that I didn't put together until last year, man. So you are once again, ahead of the curve. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up, man. Um, I am, uh, I am inspired by what you're doing. I think you are, and not just not just because of your age either, but because you have thought this out in a way that I I try to help other authors think about. Yeah, and uh, this, this is exactly the way you can build a, a, a an amazing career. Uh, are you, by the way, pre pre writing the books and releasing them? Or are you releasing them as you write them? I pre write and release. Um, I like to have three books set before I go out, which is what That's, I do last time. Yeah. I'll be doing that this time as well. Yeah, that's exactly what I tell people. All right, man. All right. Well, look, you're like the living embodiment of everything I uh, hope to inspire in authors. So congratulations. (laughs) I hope I I can inspire people. That's that's why I'm here. That's what I what I do. I hope to inspire people. Well, they'll get a big head about it. (laughs) No, no, to live. No, to live. Everyone should be able to inspire others to. I 
inspire others to live boundlessly, but to inspire others just to live better lives. I mean, yeah. Interactions with people. And that's, yeah. And you, you've got it pulled together. You've got a whole mission statement. You got everything uh, that I, I really appreciate all that. So uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up. You and I, we're going to stay in touch. Um, uh, if you will allow me, I want to. Oh, for uh, sure. No, you, uh, you're great, man. We'll, we'll certainly be in touch. And for anyone out there in the podcast, feel free to contact me. My email is everywhere on my platforms. Um, I'm happy to field any questions and just stay in touch because I, I love making new author friends too. Nice. All right. You, you stick around. Uh, everybody else, right now you're hearing the groovy bridge music. You may dance in place at will. And if you stick around after whatever I play next, I'm bound to talk about something. So uh, hopefully that's good for you. Good for me. Good for everybody. So see you on the other side. Your book the way it was meant to be heard with a fully custom soundtrack based on your material. An album of music that perfectly fits your characters, your settings. Hear your book today. SonataInscribe.com I hope you uh, enjoyed that interview with Michael Evans. I hope you got something fantastic out of that. I know I did. I always do. Um, I'm pretty predictable when it comes to that sort of thing. So thank you for sticking around for this episode of the Words Language Podcast. As promised, we're going to end things a little early. I'm not going to drag out uh, this uh, outro. But I do want to thank you for everything you've done as a listener and or viewer. Uh, make sure, if you are listening to this podcast, uh, please <clears throat> go to YouTube. Find it and subscribe to me on uh, YouTube on Wordslinger Podcast. <clears throat> Sorry about that, clearing my throat in your ear. Um, I'm trying to get those YouTube subscriptions up, and uh, do me a favor and share this on social media. Get out there and uh, tell people. You know, you can tag me. It's at Wordslinger Pod on Twitter uh, and Wordslinger Podcast on Facebook. Uh, and uh, I got an Instagram presence as Kevin Tumlinson. You can t- you can tag Kevin Tumlinson as well. That's fine too. And go check out wordslingerpodcast.com for show notes and more. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna amp this up. So thank you for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed this short, slightly different format of uh, the Wordslinger Podcast. Go subscribe. Subscribe to this show on Spotify, uh, iTunes. Stitcher and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. God bless you. And I'll see you all next time. Wordslinger.